Hello and welcome to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. Two pastors, two old friends from two different denominations on two different coasts, talking about faith, culture, the Bible, and the ins and outs of church ministry. I'm Kevin Sheehan, Associate Pastor of Reformed Presbyterian Church in Ephrata, Pennsylvania. And I'm Matt Curtis, Pastor of Decision Life Church in Wairika, California. Welcome to the podcast. All right. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year to you. Well, how was Christmas? I feel like we're on a bizarre like time zone right now because we're recording in 2021, but this will go live in 2022. Like we're if talking the Lord to wills, the, that's right. We're talking yeah. to the future. We are. We're talking to and so, like we're always talking into the future, I suppose. But in this case, there's like you know the calendar will have will have flipped. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. We presume that it's uh, yeah. been a good New Year so far. Last year, do you remember last year we recorded our first podcast for 2021 and it went live on January 6th. Like it literally went live as the events at the Capitol were happening live. Yes. I was like, boy, that didn't, our podcast did not age well at all. No, it it did not. It did not. What's funny is like, well, that's the separate story. We don't have time, but it's yeah, for sure. That was crazy. So this is planning to air on January 5th. Hopefully by January 5th, it's still at least the you know, decently good year. So, so if far. that happens again this year, we'll know it's us. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hopefully we'll be like, okay. nothing traumatic happens the first five days of 2022. We'll be like, okay, it's time to stop. Like that, that that's how we'll know. That, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So it's 2022. 2022. What are we gonna talk about today? Let's talk about new year's resolutions, Matt. Cause you know, Indeed. you know, I love them. They they are a particular passion of yours. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what right. do you what if what have you resolved to do to do differently in 2022? How okay. are you gonna be a better Matt Curtis? How am I gonna be a better Matt Curtis? Okay. Um one, I'm gonna stop making lists. Uh <laughs> B, I'm going to be consistent. Oh, we're off to a bad start. And C, I'll stop making resolutions. So those are like <laughs> those are kind of the three self and that's my that's my self-improvement plan for 2022 all right well good luck with that yeah. i'm gonna eat more cookies and watch more tv yeah. probably run less yeah those are my ambitions as well <laughs> right. like that's very similar to <laughs> what i'm hoping i accomplish i'm gonna shoot for the stars in 2022 yeah i've all yeah, yeah. for sure for sure yeah. yeah so new year's resolutions uh i've never been a big fan of these me either. Yeah. And it's not, not because I'm, I'm not a fan of self-improvement or self-evaluation or what have you. The thing with New Year's resolutions is that they're always so like pie in the sky unattainable. You know, like I'm just going to do all these grandiose things and totally change my life. And what generally happens is people get burnt out of them or they're so unrealistic that they fail. And then then you're more discouraged and more depressed and more disappointed and yeah. it becomes an ugly cycle. Well, I just think part of it is, is like, look, um, faithfulness is hard, you know? So like, if you own a gym right now, you're like, you're super pumped. Cause you're going to get like a bunch of people join, pay the membership fees and never come, which suits you just fine <laughs> because like you're collecting a check and you don't even have to, you know, provide a service. Yeah. Like it's, it's it's maybe is arguably the best business model ever, 
right? Like it's, right. it's, it's super awesome. No, but, but it's because like the, the day in and day out slog of just like, like life happens, right? I am, this is the year I'm going to do the triathlon. And then of course, stuff. Yeah. and I don't even think it's that people are lazy or that they're, you know, lack integrity or anything like that. I just think like life gets in the way and change is hard and all of that. So, you know, right. Change is hard. And we've talked about this a little bit, quite a bit this past year, actually, it's kind of one of our themes is that our, our, our habits and our lifestyles are so ingrained in us. They're hard to change and change only comes incrementally. Usually, yeah, not always, but usually change comes very incrementally. So like, I'm not going to have a drastic change in my lifestyle. Uh, you know, just because the calendar turned a page. Yeah. Like, it's just not like, it's fine. If you want to say like, okay, look, I've done some evaluation. Um, I, I need, I want to improve in some areas. Like that's all good. It doesn't require wait until January 1st, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but that's all well and good. But often we set ourselves up to fail with these grandiose plans that are just, they're just doomed to fail, yeah. you know, but to say like, Hey, this is going to work incrementally. I'm like, in, for running, it's like, you don't just say like, Hey, I'm going to go run a marathon. Well, you start by running like three miles, you know, and you work your way up to five miles and a, you know, a 10 K and a, you, know, you work your I would way start, up. I would start at 40 feet, <laughs> right. but that's, that's just me. But I mean, you, you understand the analogy here. Like it, yeah. it happens incrementally. Yeah. It just, there's no other way to do it really uh, without hurting yeah. yourself. Um, and that's just true with, I mean, almost any sort of, let's call it self-improvement project. Um, change happens incrementally. You want to read your Bible this year. That's going to be your resolution. Great. Um, if you've never like had a regular Bible reading time in your life, it's going to be hard to do. Like, I hope it, I hope it happens. Yeah. Like I do. Um, and there are ways that you can, you know, be sort of strategic and smart about, you know, helping that to happen. But it's, but it's probably more realistic to say like, well, look, I just want to get into a, a better regular habit of Bible reading. Not necessarily shoot for the moon here, but like, I just want to, I want to read more than I did last year, you know, and yeah. maybe give that some sort of quantified thing, but I, I would split the difference a little bit, but I, I think because I do think specificity helps if you can be specific and say, like, I want to read, you know, the New Testament or something instead of yeah. like, I want to read more because read more is really hard to measure. And then it's just and so I think if you can pick something measurable, that's helpful, yeah. but measurable, measurable and yet not ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, right. Right. I'm going to read the whole thing. I'm going to read the whole Bible in three months, even though I have, even though I've developed no habit of Bible reading, like that's yeah, maybe a little crazy, but if you went, you know what, by next January, I want, I want to have gotten through, you know, the prophets. Yeah. I mean, that's the new Testament and Psalms or yeah, whatever. Right. Yeah. Again, you know, that's, that's trying to read it. That's trying to run a marathon when you haven't run yeah. for five years and you're out of shape, right. you know, like it has to be an incremental thing. Yeah. And some sort of plan for it. But yeah, and by the way, there's like a ton of Bible reading plans. You can find a whole bunch of places. And every now and again, I get questions about which one is my favorite one or which one to recommend. And my response to that is the one that you think you'll actually do. <laughs> like, like, just look yeah. at them all. There's a ton of them. Um, I don't really, ha- it's similar, like when the people go, well, what translation do you recommend? The one you're going to read. I, I mean, I don't have, you know, I don't necessarily want to like put my thumb on the scale. I mean, I guess there's might be some that are, 
you know, not yeah. translations, well, but but I have thoughts on that, but that's getting off track a little bit. Separate, so separate separate podcast. We can yeah, yeah. So go back to New Year's resolutions and yeah. Um, let's take it but, back to uh you know, there's there's a way to do this that's um probably more and less helpful, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and it's worth contrasting like what the world looks for in terms of New Year's resolution resolutions and what God's people ought to be looking for in terms of it was called New Year's resolutions, but really we could probably broaden this a little bit to more just you know improvement of of whatever kind. So I think one of the things that the world does, and they don't use this language necessarily, but I think this is the thought process. It's the okay, um, I need to change my diet, and so I'm going to by an act of the will and the sheer discipline that I'm going to impose on myself, I'm going to eat you know, vegetables and protein and all the stuff, even though I've been having cheeseburgers, all of whatever. And, and by sheer discipline, I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps and change um, because I want to be a different this or that. Um, and so um, there's just a, by my own power and my own strength and my own force of will, I'm going to change. And um Sometimes that works. Like, to be honest, like it would, be, it would be disingenuous to say no one has ever out of sheer discipline been able to change their habits or whatever. Um, but I think one of the key differences between like how uh, the world is approaching change is really what we're talking about. Like, how do we change our lives? Right. Like oh, one of the things that I, I'm fond of saying is if you want to like if you want your life to change, you're going to have to change things about your life. Right. And so. It, it it becomes like how do we do that and the world's approach to that is do better try harder because i want to change this behaviors or this set of norms or this um, i want these outcomes to be different and i think if we're followers of jesus what jesus is after for us is um being having our character transformed right having having our uh having who we are uh, conformed more to be more and more like he is right. Being conformed to the image of his, of the son um, degree by degree, right. From one degree of glory to another, right. That's, that's kind of the idea. And so it's less about do better, try harder and more like, how can I grow in my dependency on him so that my character changes to be more like he is. Now that may mean some changes in our practices and habits, right? We've talked about this before, like establishing yeah, rhythms, establishing rhythms and how important that is. Um, but it's not from, at least from a like follower of Jesus standpoint, it's not a pull myself from my, pull myself up by my bootstraps and just do better, try harder. In fact, that's really the opposite of what the Christian message is. In fact, part of the problem I have with new year's resolutions is, is it, it thinks that it, it presupposes that change happens like externally rather than on the inside. Because look, you can change your diet and ex exercise more and get thinner and still have a malformed character. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and not really change in any sort of deeper way. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, it, it's, um, and I'm not saying that's true of all new year's resolutions, but as a rule, right. It, they're they're generally about yeah i guess I'm, i i guess i would kind of say it this way is there are 
obviously different types of resolutions and, and many of them are externally focused about, you know, diet, exercise, looks, you know, whatever. And, you know, those aren't inherently bad, I suppose. Right. They, they could be a sign of something else going on. And then there's the other kinds of things that are probably more internally focused, um, have to do with more, maybe even mental health or emotions or. Right. I, I guess what I meant. And then, by well, and, and then there are things that are eternally focused. Yeah. Right. And, and in terms of like where we should be placing value and, and kind of the order of how those things ought to be valued. Um, God's people, people who are trying to follow Jesus are going to order those things differently. Right. So like, this is kind of what you're saying. I'm saying it a little bit different way of just, you know, like it's to say the fruit of the spirit in Galatians five, like those are the things that we should be growing in. Like let's make a resolution to grow in kindness this year, right? you know, or grow in patience or you know, whatever that one, pick Careful. a, pick a, pick a fruit of the spirit and just like, Hey, that, that's, I, I really I want to focus on this, you know, whatever. I think and what so, happened in 2020 is too many people were praying for patience and man, here we are, but it's, <laughs> right. it's oh, we're so, I mean, what I was getting at from like the external point, what I mean by new year's resolutions focus on the external. I don't mean like diet and exercise. I mean, I'm going to do something that's going to change me. I, 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 like right, right. I am going to impose this change on myself and I think there are things about us that we cannot change without the, without a work of the spirit, without help, without being empowered by something other than ourselves. I guess that's what I, I guess that's what I meant by external. Yeah. So, so I would say like, you know, those things that are external, are, they are things that we can do like with yeah. enough discipline or whatever else I can change my diet. I can, you know, go running more. I can, you know, whatever. I mean, within reason, like those are things that I can control. Whereas things that are, you know, internal or certainly eternal, those are things that I need the spirit to change in me. Yeah. And like, you know, like, like we've each said, like we can develop habits that are healthy habits that are, that, that are, that work towards spiritual formation, but ultimately we need the Holy spirit to grow those things in me or yeah. it's all for not. Um, Agreed. I can't sort of muster up like more patience. Like that just has to come from the spirit. Yeah. Um, you know, again, so what God's people should be looking for in terms of not only just New Year's resolutions, but in our sort of continual quest to grow <laughs> yeah. is things like spiritual fruit, you know, being conformed to the image of his son, all those things that that the Lord tells us in the Bible that we should be growing in. Right. Those are the things that we should be much more focused on than, you know, the other things that are just far more temporary. Right. Yeah. You know, right. I can get myself in great shape, but you know what? At age 44, it's not going to last long anyway. Um, actually I probably can't get myself in great shape, but I, you know, <laughs> like those things are just shape, temporary rounds of shape. I don't know what you mean. Like it, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> you know, so those things aren't necessarily bad. Like, Hey, yeah, I would like to, you know, be better about certain things that are just simply external things. And if I muster up the willpower, I can probably do that. Right. Well, hopefully not at the detriment of some other things that are more important. Again, what I'm trying to get at is the language we use. Like we were talking about, we at the top said um, we're not necessarily in favor of new, new year's resolutions. And what I'm getting at is the language of new year's resolution tends to focus on do better, try harder. Yeah. Like what? And so the reason that language I think doesn't help is because it tends to put the focus on I'm going to change myself. 
yeah in these ways and that can be okay like you said that can be okay i want to read more okay great or whatever it is um but like it it, it doesn't necessarily it isn't necessarily going to change us in ways that are going to be most beneficial or most helpful or most winsome even to the, for the people around us like you know if i'm 15 pounds lighter but i'm not any kinder to my spouse i mean so you know what i mean like like it's it, it's yeah. so what um well so that kind of brings it, up another aspect of new year's resolutions is who benefits you know, that should be a good diagnostic question to your resolution is who will benefit if this actually is fulfilled yeah yeah and a lot of those um are, well it benefits the person who does it but yeah who else really benefits you know who else who else is blessed by it yeah and so that's another area where you know if we're looking to make resolutions etc that needs to be kind of worked into the formula somehow who who will this bless if this actually comes to fruition who will be blessed if i you know as you put it lose 15 pounds versus grow in patience <laughs> and it's not either or necessarily by the way we're not saying lose 15 pounds or be kind to your spouse right <laughs> right right like <laughs> we're just saying right. if you're going to put weight somewhere you see what i did there weight i mean put it oh good one put it on i mean yeah yeah kindness to your spouse is more important than your waistline i guess that's what we're saying Ooh. presence with your children is more important than you know your your muscle tone I'm sure they'll all love cheering for you at your next triathlon, but. Well, they, they, less cheering and more pointing and laughing, I think, <laughs> in my case. But um, yeah, I'm more of a paper mache man than an iron man. But that's <laughs> that, that's just me. Yeah. 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 So kind of maybe like the last comparison here between what the world looks for versus what followers of Jesus should be looking for and resolutions is what, what's the goal of our change. That's kind of getting back to who benefits or who, you know, who is blessed by it, but what's the goal of your change? Like what ultimately is the, the reason you want it to happen? What do you ultimately want to see happen because of your resolution? Which yeah. would be a really interesting question. Uh, I think for all of us, really, it's like, well, why do I want to read more? Why do I want to run more? And there might be some very fine and healthy answers to that. Um, but again, God's people, you know, on an ultimate, ultimate, ultimate level, it's all for the glory of God. Yep. And so at some point you have to sort of factor that into your thinking in terms of, okay, um, you know, how, how does this work towards that? Right. Um, yeah. And there may not be like, it doesn't have to be like a, you know, cheesy Christian-y sort of answer to that question. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be that you want to run more because you feel God's pleasure when you run. You know, I mean, to to yes, the Eric Little line, right? Uh, I mean, that that could be fine. Um, perfectly fine. Or maybe fine. you being healthier will mean you're kinder to your spouse, right? Like it could mean that. It might yeah. lead to better mental health. It might lead, you know, yeah, whatever. I mean, there's plenty of ways to answer that question. Um, it's yeah. not meant to be a gotcha question, but I think you know, the follower of Jesus needs to be thinking through that. Yeah. Like, like bring that all the way to the end, right? Like think that through to the end. Like I want to do all these things for whatever reason okay great well why you know and just think through it and it might be that you don't change the resolution but you change your motivation for doing it yeah you know what i mean it might just be like selfishly i just want to lose some weight 
And yeah. if, if you think through it for a while, it might be like, well, no, I want to do this for the glory of God. Yeah. I want to do it for, you know, three, four other reasons too, that are all good reasons. Yeah. So but, the resolution may stay the same, but now I have a different sort of framework as to why I'm doing it and the purpose of doing it. Which leads to another question. And I think this is an important question for the Christian. Um, what's powering the change? Is it, yeah. is it, is it, is it a matter of willpower, right? I'm just going to try harder. Um, or is it, I mean, really, are, are we relying on the spirit's power? And that doesn't mean we're passive, by the way. I'm just waiting for the Holy Spirit to change me. I well, mean, you know, in but, some ways, both of those should yeah. be happening, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, are, are we, are we focused on, I guess what I'm really saying is, is are your, are your efforts to change ultimately about you <laughs> and your effort and your, I mean, all that stuff, or are you relying on like, no, God, I need to change. Will you change me? Yeah. I need, I need to change. Uh, I need to grow in humility. Lord, will you like help me be more humble? Lord, I need to grow in. That's a dangerous um, prayer too. <laughs> yeah. What? what? That's a dangerous well, prayer too. Help me be more th humble. There are almost no like, Lord, help me change that are not dangerous prayers. <laughs> right. Um, like, you know, Lord, help me, help me be less focused on self. Open my eyes to the needs of other people and help me focus on that. Lord, I mean, whatever it is, like, I think our starting point has to be, no, I, I, I got no shot at achieving this apart from him um because i think if your starting point is do hard do try harder do better you won't make it past february you know what i mean like it just doesn't oh that's generous yeah it, it's just not happening um i yeah. so i i think the power source source you're plugging into has to be something other than you and the, of course the other i'm referring to of course is the holy spirit yeah yeah and if all your resolutions can be done in human power, you need some more resolutions. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like if you look, you, if you look at your list of all the ways that you need to improve and they're all things well, that you can do like in an afternoon, that's like, well, maybe you need to be a little more introspective. <laughs> well, there's that. But also there can even be like, listen, you can mean your, your New Year's resolution could be like, I'm going to read the Bible every day. And say you do it, but the way you do it is, is you're just checking off a list every day and it's not really like, okay, got that done. I mean, that's not necessarily formative. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like there's. Yeah. yeah or there's, or there just could be some pride built into it as well. Yeah. Look, yeah. What, I've, and look so, what I've accomplished. And so again, I think our starting point needs to be, if we really want to change, we have to, you can't change, you can't change you because you didn't make you. Do you know what I mean? Like you are, you are not the maker of Kevin. And so if there is something broken in Kevin, you really got to go to the person who made it. You know what I mean? For if you're going to get the repair, right, that's, that's the deal. And so I guess that's what I'm saying. We need to tap into the really, the, the really only lasting source for change. Well, Hey, everyone go get your glass of, champagne from new year's eve night celebration hey listen and, uh, if you still want to be drinking eggnog no judgment i say if you're <laughs> if it's still there go get some sparkling apple cider yep. and we'll be back in 30 seconds hey we're back it's matt and kevin this is matt and kevin talk church what up and, and, yeah hi and um it is 2022 
believe it or not. So here we are. We are talking about New Year's resolutions and the value of New Year's resolutions and really just the value of taking some time to self-evaluate and process your life and go before the Lord and and look to grow in your faith and grow in any number of ways. Uh, it's a process that hopefully happens more than once a year, honestly, but we get it. Like once a year, there's certain there's a certain something about New Year's Day that does kind of well. It's an opportunity for evaluation. It's a natural to, place leads, to do yeah, that. Yeah, it's an, it's just a natural place for some reflection, and so yeah. that happens. And so here we are. Uh, one of the things that we've kind of noted uh, in the first half of the show is that a lot of resolutions tend to be very self-focused. They just are, uh, whatever whatever that is. Uh, and so we want to talk in the second half a little bit about this idea of when do things like self-care and self-love maybe go a little too far and just become self-ish? Or, or maybe another way of putting it, what are some healthy and unhealthy uh, manifestations of the concept of self-care? self-care yeah well one of the things that i think is worth noting is that like the command to self-care is really not in the scriptures it doesn't say look out for yourself before you look out for other people that's not what it says um so uh, i just think it's worth noting that like i know that's like the pervasive like notion of our uh culture hey you got to look out for you so you can look out for others and the problem is is like there's there's like a grain of truth there. Um, but what, but what it does is it appeals to uh, the part of us that is broken and is prone to pride and selfishness. Right. And so I, I, and we were talking offline beforehand. It's not very often that we meet someone that goes, you know what, you're just too concerned about other people <laughs> in your, in your way, you know, you're just not concerned enough about your own needs. I, I can't think of very many times. That's the rebuke I'm giving. I mean, I mean, do you see what right. I'm saying? Kevin, right, like that's, right. I mean, there's just, I mean, maybe I, I can't think of a command to look out for yourself. I see lots of commands. The Lord will take care of you, take care of you, trust him. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and lots of commands to uh, consider others better than yourselves and to care, I mean, care for the orphan, the widow and care for the, all kinds of that. But I don't see a lot for make sure you're, taking care of you now that doesn't mean you should totally neglect your health or whatever but uh, i just think the the way we the way it's so often emphasized as though it's a virtue it can be dangerous yeah so let's let's talk about the you know, talk about there's a grain of truth in it and there is and let's talk about what i kind of think where that comes from um there has been i'd say the last let's just say 10 years or so more of an emphasis just society-wide of mental health yeah uh, which is a good thing just becoming more aware of just the concept of mental health uh, is, is a good thing i think largely anyway and there's also been uh, a growing awareness of things like burnout yeah and and there there is a need to do some like healthy self-care in terms of making sure you get enough rest so you don't burn out or snap or you know whatever uh making sure that you do have some, you know, that you're not a workaholic. Well, uh, like, yeah. you know I mean? So, so there are some, like, there's a healthy side to that, a healthy awareness, I think of just, we do need to take care of ourselves to the extent of, well, look, the Lord has made us to function in certain ways. Um, and we've been given a life that we are to steward and uh, we should not be, you know, certainly abusing ourselves 
but we should have, you know, sort of a healthy perspective of, of how to best, I think it comes down to sort of a stewardship of how to best steward the lives that we've been given and the roles well, in which we've been placed. Well, and again, I think it goes back to entrusting yourself to his, to his care. That's, that's what true self-care is. Like you, what you mentioned is not burning out. Part of what the Sabbath is for is we're recognizing that, you know what, the world won't stop if I do. Because he never does. He, he takes care of everything. Yeah, so um, I think the way that so, the Christian goes about doing self-care is really different than the, what, than the message that is yeah. so often being uh, promoted by, by just different worldly sources. Yeah. Um, not to say that there isn't some helpful things that are, you know, outside the purview of the church that are, um, that have come up in the last 10 years about, you know, how to kind of take care of ourselves or to be more aware of mental health issues. And emotional, emotional and mental health issues. Absolutely. Yeah. Common grace and all that. But, but again, the, the focus on Sabbath or rest or all of that is not self, at least, at least, at least in the scriptures. Um, it's bringing glory to God or it's acknowledgement of your dependence on him because that's because we're creaturely it's recognizing our creatureliness which we've talked a lot about on this podcast which again is healthy and good and informative for us like again if we're obedient we find that we're less prone to burnout no i'm not talking about if you have a particular mental health issue or whatever that stuff happens seek you know, the common grace aid of doctors and medicine and all the rest of it. But, but as a rule, um, I think there are rhythms built into, into that God gives us for how to live that help us quote, take care of ourselves. Yeah. Like, like uh, obedience is surprisingly effective for that kind of stuff, <laughs> for, for that kind of stuff. Right. right. I mean, yeah. No, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just trying to give a little more of like a background as to yeah, kind of where this comes from. Uh, Cause I read something recently, this guy is, you know, this whole thing about self-care and self-love and all this kind of stuff. And, and I mean, basically just flat out said, like, if you, if you, you know, caring for others and serving, he didn't quite say it this way, but serving like, that's just another form of self-abuse or self-hate or something. I'm just like, it's kind of, it's crazy. Like how far the pendulum has swung to, you know, to, no, that's just like service. That's just like sympathy or empathy or, you know, whatever, like that's caring for other right. people. That's love. That's, and he's calling it self-abuse because, you know, anything well, that, anything that happens outside yourself or giving of yourself in any way, it's like, that's where the yeah, pendulum I mean, swings too far. And, and I kind of wonder too, if some of this is just sort of like the generational expression of, you know, age old selfishness which, you know, a generation ago in like the eighties and nineties, it, it had more to do with like affluence and, and money and, you know, just spending wild amounts of money on, on material things. Um, and, and that, and now kind of a generation later, it's, it's sort of cloaked in this, like, well, we care about mental health, but then really gets expressed in just another form of selfishness where it's still all about me. It's not about things I'm possessing, but it's more about just this almost self-infatuation yeah um, where you know just i'm the center of the universe yeah where you know so i i mean i totally agree with what you're saying a, a lot of the the rhythms and the rest and the the commands of scripture are actually they, for they, our flourishing yeah they well absolutely for our flourishing and many of them 
you know, paradoxically in, in the world's eyes, <laughs> but makes perfect sense to us, takes our eyes off of ourself and onto the Lord or onto others. I'm thinking about all the one another commands in scripture. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of the, like the, just the healthiest people I know in terms of, in, in, in all sorts of ways, um, yeah. are people who are just really giving and concerned well, about others. And well, just, just an example of what you're talking about. I was reading an article by a secular, you know, psychologist who said, Hey, listen, if you're depressed at this time of year, like one way to combat depression is to go do something for someone else. Yeah. You know, and she was saying it as though she was saying something new and it's like, no, the re no, the Lord knows <laughs> that if you focus right. on yourself, it, it leads to like, depression and bends your soul a little bit. And so that's why he's saying, consider others more as more important than yourself. Right. Like right. he knows that that's life giving. He knows that the pathway to life is to, I mean, people at Christmas time say all the time, like it's better to give than it is to receive. And they forget that Jesus said it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and so it, it, it's like, it, yeah, no, of course. That's one of the, one of the, the reason that's, combats depression is because something in your soul knows that that's how it's supposed to be yeah right. well i think part of it too is that when 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 you become the center of the world then whether you would say it this way or not articulate it this way or not or even aware of this or not but then your well-being then is the determining factor of whether life is good and fair and beautiful and worth living and everything else and we know that we live in a broken world and we live in a and we have sinful bodies and we will never be satisfied. Yeah. Like we will never be satisfied. Just like Alexander Hamilton. Um, sorry, that tune just popped in. I my mean, head. look, I was in the room when it happened. So. <laughs> um, I so, could do this so, all day. So, yeah, anyway, so could I. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so, that, so then it becomes just this, this, this project that's doomed to fail. Like you caring for yourself enough that you will always be satisfied is will will never happen it's it's a bar that's far too high and you'll it'll just it'll never happen and so it just it actually perpetuates a cycle of just becoming more neurotic and self-obsessed and depressed well so the whole self-care like talk a lot of it is just repackaged do better try harder yeah. like it like it sounds softer and nicer take care of yourself but really what it's saying is your happiness ultimately depends on you. And if you're not doing well, well, it's your own fault. Like it, it's not saying it that way, but that's really the message, right? It's yeah. just saying, it's just saying it in a really polite way where, where the message, where the message of the gospel is you've got no shot at caring for yourself. Are you kidding? You're, you're a mess. You need someone to take care, take care of you. You need to rest, not in what you do, but what's been done that's that's where you're going to find what you need not you know yoga isn't going to fix that you know what i mean like i could have picked anything i'm not capping on yoga i'm just saying like that it comes back to what we talked about before it gets down to are you like the arbiter of your life or is something bigger and deeper are you plugged into something bigger and deeper and the only thing that's going to yeah. really be able to do that is the one that made you yeah agreed so is there a place for self-care? Is there sort of a, you know, a, a legitimate expression of that? I think there is. And again, I do think we are to be stewards of what the Lord has given us. And so that does mean caring about ourselves. We are image bearers too. We can't be 
you know, uh, neglectful, I suppose, in that way. Right. Um, but again, like the way that that manifests itself in terms of for people who follow Jesus will just look really different. It doesn't mean you're sad. Go indulge yourself. Hey, you've had a hard day. It's okay. Go indulge yourself with something. Treat yourself as they'd say in Parks and Rec. Um, could do that all day too. But yep. But no, you know, I mean, even secular wisdom would say, no, it's better to give than receive and 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 secular wisdom that's ripping off jesus well right but you know or or, i mean it's but i mean it's a common enough observation even in the secular world of like hey when i do something nice for other people i feel good like that actually makes me feel better um so like that's that's even that's common grace uh knowledge that's out there yeah um but even more so that the christian can recognize that you know first of all jesus says you know if you want to gain your life lose it yeah and which is paradoxical to the world but makes perfect sense for us because we know like outside of god there is no joy and peace and purpose and meaning and you know on down the list right so yeah the 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 best thing i can do for myself is to (laughs) lose myself um die to myself and find myself in him yeah that's where joy is not in not an indulging Kevin's whims, which will, which will never be satisfied, but finding myself in him and finding, you know, this, the source of eternal joy and peace and comfort. I would say it like this, instead of saying like, I need to engage in self-care because again, I think language matters the way the vocabulary we're using matters. Maybe it's because, you know, we're both, you know, English writerly people that we tend to get hung up on these things. I don't know, but I think instead of saying I'm going to engage in self-care, I need to establish rhythms that will help me recognize that I'm dependent on God. So I'm going to rest because it helps me remember that the world doesn't need me to keep going. Yeah. Um, I'm going to eat better because the, because I want to steward the body God gave me. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm going to go running. Um, because I feel something of his pleasure when I do, or like, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. So if, if it's oriented around that rather, rather than around you, I just think it has a better shot at one facilitating change. Right. Um, because that's part of what we're talking about on this podcast today is how do we, how do we change? Right. Um, because it's tapped into something that's bigger than you are. Uh, and and two, it, it's going to lead, I think, to the kind of emotional or mental health you're looking for, right? Because if it's if it's just I need to do better and try harder, um, that will only work for a while. Yeah. Uh, eventually, because if it, if if everything's on you, then you're going to be crushed under the weight of that. And so I would just say, lean into the rhythms that God gives us in the scriptures. Um, attend attend uh, your church gathering participate in the lord's supper fast pray um i mean all, all that stuff that we've talked right. about before yeah and like you'll and find, love, your, love your neighbor love one yeah, another yeah care for yeah. the widow and orphan i mean all those things as well just, right look out look outside yourself and i think you'll find you'll find that you need a mental health day a lot less i guess not and again i'm not saying that as someone who's got this licked right right um neither kevin nor i are like masters of having doing all this Uh, we're just saying i think that i think is a better way of thinking about how do i take care of myself than like man i just need 
I need a spa day or whatever. You right. know? Now, I mean, yeah. look, like I went, you know, I took a couple of days to myself back in November. It had been a busy fall. And I just need, you know, I get to the point where I just feel like I need to, I start feeling really um, cagey, I guess, or antsy uh, if I don't get to certain things after a while. And so I took a couple yeah. of days and I went backpacking in the Catskills and like I, you know, I've shared that story a little bit on the podcast and yeah, um, it's good for my, I have to say it, my own mental health just to yeah. get away get some fresh air exercise, but also just to have some time to myself and just get out of my talk about this. I guess we're talking about like rest and rhythms a few weeks ago, just get into a different rhythm for a while, just to be able to step back and look at my life and have some time with the Lord. And just like, it's good. Uh, you know, in a couple of days, Angie and I spent a couple of days in New York city. Um, it's kind of a getaway. It's good for our marriage. Good for yeah. us individually as well. Um, it's just good. Uh, you know, so I don't have any sort of problem with, I don't know, taking those indulgences, I suppose, but, but that, but there's a case where, you know, do want to be deliberate about why am I doing this? Is this just, you know, strictly selfish, like me time, or is there a larger purpose behind it in terms of how God has wired me and how I can also enjoy him? Um, Cause that's part of who we are as, as creative beings. Part of our purpose is to enjoy him. Right. Um, and so there are certain ways in which I enjoy the Lord. Um, I enjoy the Lord when I'm out in the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it, so, so there is a part of like, even that command to like take joy in the Lord that I think probably ties into this conversation a little bit as well. Again, not just in sort of a selfish me way, but, you know, does this bring me into a place where I can, I can enjoy the Lord more. Yeah. So I would, I agree with all of that. The, what I would say though, again, and I'm repeating myself at this point, but like, it's not that a spa day is a bad thing, right? I send a need on those occasionally. We'll get her a massage or whatever and do the whole thing because I think it's important for her. But part of the reason I think it's important for her or for whoever, for whoever, is because it helps her know that, you know what, if someone other than her is watching after the kids, it's okay. Not that she has a problem with that, but I just mean that it, it, it helps her to stop. Yeah. And so it's, so it's good for that reason. Um, so again, it's not that you shouldn't do things that you enjoy, but that, when you're so focused on yourself, those things just terminate on themselves. And what I'm saying is, I mean, the, if we do all of that stuff as, as an expression of I'm dependent and with, and with that as the backdrop, then it, then it can become something else and deeper, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm part of it gets back to the issue of gratitude as well. Yeah. Am I just doing this? And yeah, it's, it's an end of itself just enjoying yeah. whatever this activity is the end of itself, or does this right. lead me to a posture of gratitude of right. look at this is a blessing that I get to do this or that or the other. It's a blessing. I get right. to go for a run or, you know, um, read a book or whatever. Like those are blessings from yeah. a generous Lord. Yeah. And do I have an attitude, uh, you know, of thankfulness towards this, a posture of thankfulness, or is it just become sort of a self feeding? I want more and more and more of this. Cause it can do that too. And I've been on that yeah. side of it too, where it's like, I enjoy this and all, all it makes all the really the only effect it has on me is I want to do more of it almost like an addictive yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Versus being a, 
you know what? I don't get to do this often. I wish I could do it more, but I get to do it every now and then. And when I do, I'm grateful for it. Yeah. I wish yeah. I could say that that was always my mindset going into things. Uh, but that's, I think that's a more healthy mindset than just, oh, this just makes me want to do it more. Yeah. And have no sort of even thought to, hey, look, this is a gift from God. Enjoy yeah. it and enjoy him. Right. Well, this whole self-care talk, I think it help, it's helpful to think of, think of it in terms of I'm going to allow the, God, the Lord to take care of me. Then I'm going to take care of myself. Like those are different orientations. Yeah. Does that, does that make sense? Like the problem with self-care, as, as, as you and I have been discussing it, is not that people need a break. That's not what we're against. We're against is too strong. What, what we're cautioning against is this idea that you are capable of meeting your own needs apart from God. As if, like, if you just take a break once in a while, that will quiet your soul if it's not connected to something else. And so that, that's really what we're speaking against, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, you've been listening to Matt and Kevin Talk Church. We hope that what you've heard has been helpful and edifying as you craft your New Year's resolutions this year. If you have any questions you want us to answer, topics you'd like us to discuss, if you want to share your resolutions with us, you're welcome to do that. You can email us at mattandkevintalkchurch at gmail.com, or you can always follow us on Twitter at MKTC. That being said, I'm Matt. And I'm Kevin, and we've been talking church and New Year's resolutions. Be warm and be fed. You know, I'm gonna make that a resolution. I'm gonna be warmer and more fed this year. Thanks, buddy. I may need to do the op- opposite because I'm really well insulated because I'm fed so well. But it's. <laughs>